Welcome to the uncanny valley, where the familiar becomes strange, and the truth isn't what it seems. Here, we peel back the layers of reality, uncovering secrets hidden just beneath the surface. Every shadow whispers a story, every silence screams a hidden tale. Join us as we journey into the depths of the unknown, where each turn is a puzzle and every answer leads to more questions. Are you ready to look beyond? In this podcast, we hope to discuss the obsessive nature of people with famous singers, particularly the demonic side to the matter. If there is a specific celebrity you would like to hear about, leave their name down below in the comments so that we can delve into this topic deeper. So the obsession with celebrities has been something that has been around for eons, but particularly goes back to famous singers like Elvis. He was one of the first people that we saw to become this nationwide, worldwide mega icon. And what a lot of these singers do that a lot of people tend to ignore is have this demonic side to them. And when anybody ever brings it up, whether they're Christian or not, people usually just blow it off, say they're just trolling. They're just grifting to make Christians mad. Christians over exaggerate everything. This is another satanic panic. I found a Reddit comment about Taylor Swift. I've realized that anything popular or trending is, quote, satanic, according to some Christians. I guess you're not allowed to have fun and should devote every moment to worshiping God. So you're telling me that music labels are shelling out hundreds of millions of dollars on music videos, concerts, on song lyric writers, these photo shoots for magazines, all of the marketing that goes into it just to make Christians mad and just to make a big meme out of it. Music is something that's been a part of human culture and nature since the beginning of time. In the Bible, we have David who wrote poems and songs to God in the book of Psalms. Basically, any culture has had some form of music, whether it be singing, playing an instrument. And within Christianity, there's a popular belief that Lucifer was a song leader in heaven before he fell and was kicked out. So we read this in Ezekiel 28, 13, where it says, and this is the King James Version, Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardius, topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, the carbuncle, and gold, the workmanship of thy tabrets and of thy pipes, was prepared in thee in the day that thou was created. So where people get this whole theory that Lucifer was a song leader, worship leader, as I said, was where it says tabrets and of thy pipes. Now, there's kind of a split of people who think that does mean that he led some sort of music worship in heaven, but other people think that it might just be saying that he was this extremely beautiful person who was laden with jewels like a tambourine. I'll leave it at that. I'm not a big Bible scholar, apologeticist, but I I have to bring that up if we're talking about the worship of music and hidden symbolism within it. Wait, so he had pipes in him? 
Yeah, it says that thy pipes was prepared in thee. That's why it's called an organ. It was kind of confusing what that actually meant. Because that's what that's what it makes me think of as an organ. Well, in the Hebrew, it was saying how it's like he had a song in him, basically. That's oh. like what it actually translates to. Well, pipes, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he just had a good singing voice. Or he could just could have been a really good speaker, too. Honestly, or I don't know. He was know. just shaped like a clarinet. We yeah. might not know. <laughs> so when we were doing research for this podcast... Dakota found some really good scientific research regarding the scientific properties of music. So there is a study done in 2011 from the researchers from McGill University in Canada that found that listening to music increases the amount of dopamine produced in the brain, a mood-enhancing chemical making it feasible for treatment for depression, unquote. That makes me think of the effects of music in terms of Alzheimer's and dementia patients. Well, what's interesting about that to me is that they won't remember their wife that they were married to for 50 years, their children, but they can remember the song. And I haven't done any research on this, but to me, it's almost like music puts you in some sort of trance state. And I mean, even if you don't have dementia, the second you hear a tune from when you were a kid or a song that you used to listen to as a teenager, your brain almost like immediately can put you back into the time when you heard that song. Like, oh, yeah, I remember driving to prom when I was 16 and my friends and I were listening to the song or I remember my mom singing that to me as a baby. Well, there is something to the trance thing, though, because whenever you look into and the his, the scientific basis for it is very challenged. I, I don't know whether or not it is true. It's if it's true science or whether it's pseudoscience. But there is a vein of research and like history in binaural beats and their effects on you and whether or not they can help you go into like theta waves or delta waves to help you sleep or to help you learn. And then there's also the whole conspiracy of the 432 hertz versus like 440 hertz or something like that, um, where they write, I want to say it was, it was some sort of musical like bass for that came out with this new standard, but the music is reportedly previous like classical works from like 17 something is recorded in 432 hertz. And that's why all of these classical things from back then affect you so much more and 432 hertz is a much more harmoniously balanced signal versus whatever the new music's recorded to like 450 hertz or 440 hertz or something but it is supposed to be more in line with us and more like organic if that makes any sense or and then the 440 hertz is more digital and like more man-made yeah frequencies yeah, and I think there's that there is a basis for like things in nature, birds singing and stuff at 432 hertz. That's really interesting. So there's another study that says, quote, and earlier this year, MNT, which is Medical News Today, reported on a study published in the Lancet Psychiatry that suggested listening to hip hop music, particularly those from Kendrick Lamar, may help individuals to understand health disorders. This might lead some credence to people being able to use music to connect to certain groups of other individuals. And I'm not saying specifically hip hop, but this is also goes for country and everything else, but gives them an outlet into it to be able to explain themselves and 
give them a way to articulate something that they themselves may not be able to articulate. Yeah, if you listen to a song about a breakup when you're going through a breakup, it helps you feel heard and connected versus listening to really happy music when you're in a happy time in your life. It helps you relate and express basically what you're feeling at that time. And if you're like us, we're not music oriented. We don't play an instrument. We can't sing. But music can still affect you whether or not you can play an instrument or sing. But I think it can even do it more so if you are gifted and being able to sing and play music. I mean, if you look up any live music performance, everybody playing instruments and singing, they're not just sitting there stone cold face, no movement at all. They're getting into the music. They're feeling it throughout their whole body. And it is almost like a spiritual act. Well, that's why you need to use some sort of music or like chanting or something for rituals, though to help open up and open up the avenue of of that and i I mean all music is is just vibrations and and maybe there's something to that i don't know that also goes back to the whole 432 hertz versus whatever the other hertz is that i can't think of right now but maybe that music that is recorded in a certain hertz range or a certain frequency range resonates with you versus some that doesn't and that's why you don't like country music because it doesn't resonate with you and resonating is just two frequencies matching up together there's no pseudo science behind that you can do that yourself that's why whenever uh, an opera the you know it's like it's always the funny scene where the fat woman's screaming in the movie and she's an she's an opera lady and the glass shatters that's because her voice resonated with the glass and shattered it you could do the same thing with the windows in your home if you have a big enough home theater system or something where it'll literally rattle the windows because you're resonating with it or it'll re- literally re- resonate with your house foundation you can literally resonate your house well What's interesting about that is recently me and some of our family members went to a woman's conference in Branson, Missouri, and the music was so loud. This was a Christian woman's conference, but the music was so loud and the bass was so high. It literally felt like somebody was pounding on my chest and you could literally feel the vibrations from the music through your body. And I mean, that was because it was so loud. But just imagine being somewhere like a concert where you have thousands and thousands of people surrounding you. You're all singing the same songs. You're all listening to the same music. I think that music and those frequencies have a lot more power than a lot of people like to give credence to. Well, and this leads back into the frequency of it, though, and then the science of some cymatics, though, of visibly seeing sound and the vibration of sound. And that's whenever you can put like dirt or dust or whatever on a speaker and then tune the speaker to 432 hertz versus 440 hertz or whatever and it will show different things yeah and, it'll change the shape of the sand it could be a smiley yeah. face or and they then can you make change it, it to the evil star. hertz and it turns into <laughs> like a sad face or something but no i've seen those videos it there is a theory though that it, it does do the that cymatics shows kind of like if it's an if it's a more chaos looking image then it would maybe that doesn't resonate with you maybe that just does something bad for you listening to it if it's doing that to the sound i don't know 
Well, and just to preface, we are Christian here, and I'm not a part of the New Age or anything like that, but there have been lots of studies done on modern Christian music literally being tuned and created in a certain way to make you feel certain things. Now, I'm not saying that the Holy Spirit can't work through these charlatans making the music, but they will make it to where people are more emotional when they hear that song. And it's not just the lyrics that are making them feel that way. It's literally how the music is orchestrated and played out and repeated over and over. Like we were saying earlier, it almost puts people in a trance state. And to me, I don't like that. I want to feel the Holy Spirit move on his own, not being forced through this music, which by the way, is usually written by people who are not very good people. So actually, there is a study published by the NIH, the National Institute of Health, And they did a double-blind cross-study of 440 hertz versus 432 hertz and the health effects of it. And just as a a summary, those results were 432 hertz tuned music was associated with a slight decrease of mean blood pressure values, a marked decrease in the mean of heart rate, so it helped lower your heart rate and soothe you out, and a slight decrease of the mean respiratory rate, which is um, how much you're breathing in and out, compared to 440 hertz. The subjects were more focused about listening to music and more generally satisfied after the sessions in which they listened to 432 hertz tuned music. So this is versus the 420? 440 hertz. And in the conclusion, the data suggests that 432 hertz tuned music can decrease heart rate more than 440 hertz tuned music. But anyways, I just thought that was interesting that there's an actual literal published study of a double blind study that was published in 2019, kind of putting it, I guess, to an end of the 440 hertz versus 432 hertz. Yeah, like scientific, it's not just some weird woo-woo and that just shows it's not it's not new agey either this goes back to just because we're talking about vibrations and frequencies what is sound it is vibration and frequencies it is not new age to be talking about that now it is new age to put your belief system behind it but there is scientifically provable facts that show sounds and frequencies aka sound and other things do affect you and they do that in horror movies too they do infrasound well yeah if you've ever watched a really old horror movie you're like this is so stupid why why does anybody think this is even scary well it's because they weren't putting in those frequencies and noises that you can't even hear in the background of the movie almost like a dog whistle you don't coherently hear it but it's almost like your your brain can still your your body can and there is theories of that's why you can tell if somebody's looking at you though because it's some sort of infrasound tigers do that they emit in their like the tigers don't purr but in their somehow anyways they produce some sort of uh, infrasound that do the same thing so with the talk of celebrities and music we have to mention some of the most famous singers and bands of all time so elvis presley i would say is probably one of the first people who really pushed the needle towards young teenage girls being obsessed with a singer. If you look up videos of women at an Elvis concert, you were telling me the other day, there was literally reports of them peeing their pants. In like uncontrollably peeing their in pants. Elvis concerts and in the Beatles concerts, yeah. Yeah, so Elvis is one of the biggest Whether or not ones. that's a public or I mean a 
you know, like a pop culture like legend. That wasn't actually true. It's still, I think nowadays you can see how likely that would be. Elvis kind of set the stage for the modern listening and obsession with the celebrity. But what we were discussing did even more so than that and like really, really pushed us into what we see now was the Beatles. Now, the Beatles, every old person alive now can name at least five songs, sing them. Whether they were Christian, non-Christian, no matter where they were born, they all know the Beatles. And then after the Beatles was really famous, we start seeing more women pop stars coming into the picture, like Madonna. We'll get into her a little bit later. And then we have singers like Prince, the band Queen, Michael Jackson, the Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, Beyonce, Justin Bieber. My goodness, the obsession with Justin Bieber. For my generation. Well, not even just from the younger generation, but from the older generation trying to Ugh. groom him. Oh, yeah. No, Justin Bieber is one of the prime examples of a child being groomed into becoming a celebrity, being sexually abused by people like Ellen DeGeneres on stage in front of everybody. There's literally a video of her grabbing his butt in front of everybody. I think it's at like a VMAs or something. And literally nobody ever spoke about that until recently when the public became more aware and started calling these kind of things out. And then another band that I had to throw in there because this one personally affected me in seventh grade, and that's One Direction. The obsession went so far as to me having my entire room full of posters from, I think the magazine was Y14, you bought the magazine, you got free posters. My favorite band member was Niall Horan, even named my dog after him. In this day and age right now, who I would say is the most influential pop singer is Taylor Swift. So before we get into more specifics on these people, let's just talk about really quickly, why do people become obsessed with these singers, these celebrities? Why I think a lot of people become so obsessed with these celebrities is because, number one, they want to feel like they're a part of something. They want to fit in. If you didn't have a lot of friends or people to talk to before you declared that you were obsessed with Taylor Swift, well, now you find, if you're a teenager or a kid at school, you find other people at your school who are obsessed with them. You're all wearing t-shirts from those people. You're listening to their music at recess or on the bus in class you're talking about celebrity gossip about that person oh did you hear who taylor swift's dating and it becomes this almost tribal community and now with the internet even if people in your own life don't care about that celebrity you're gonna find a subreddit talking about them instagram fan groups people posting on their stories talking about them and i would say it's even bigger now than it was even whenever i was a teenager and another thing that I think also gets a lot of these teenagers to follow along with these celebrities is you almost want to feel like you're rebelling against the system. Oh, mom and dad said I can't listen to that. Well, now I'm going to listen to it even harder. And a lot of these celebrities even post the image of rebelling against your parents, rebelling against society, being different. When in reality, you're really not that different. You know how many people listen to Taylor Swift? You know how many people listen to Madonna in the 80s? But you still have this feeling of, I'm raging against the machine, basically. So with Madonna, she kind of pushed the boundaries of what was acceptable in music and pop culture of the time. Before her, we didn't really see 
this woman becoming such a sexual icon and such a person that everybody wanted to be. Go look up videos and pictures of these young teenage girls putting a mole on their face and doing their hair like her, dressing like her, trying to embody everything that she was. I could say that Madonna really shifted our viewing of these celebrities as not only just music, but bringing this demonic influence and spirit with them. So I would say Madonna is one of the most demonic influences in the music industry of all time. And I think that she set the stage for people like Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, whatever, to follow in her footsteps and becoming this just totally wicked person. Okay, so Madonna was born Madonna Louise Ciccone. And now, even though that was her birth name, Madonna, the meaning of the name Madonna goes back to the Virgin Mary and the adoration of Mary becoming Jesus Christ's mother through the virgin birth. What's really ironic about Madonna is that she takes her name and basically is the complete inverse of anything Christian or holy. And she constantly makes fun of Jesus and biblical themes. Recently, in January of 2023, she was on the cover of Vanity Magazine for France, depicted as the Virgin Mary in a very twisted and weird sexual way. And then if you go to the actual magazine, there's a bunch of images of her depicting Jesus at the Last Supper, surrounded by all these androgynous people who are supposed to be the disciples. In an interview from Vanity about this photo shoot, the interviewer asked, I would like to discuss Luigi and Lango's artistic project with you. So I'm assuming these are the people who curated the photo shoots. Let's start with the portrait of the Virgin Mary, the Madonna, depicted on the cover. You've often been attacked by the Catholic Church. And this is what Madonna had to say. Look at the picture. I'm crowned, dressed in a sumptuous dress, and I'm standing on an altar. Do you know what state of mind I was in? I felt left to pasture, weakened. It was just a photo taken in a studio, yet it brought me back to Rome when I was harshly criticized by the Vatican. I grew up in a Catholic family, and being attacked by the church was a shock. With my work, I was just trying to do good, but it eluded them. I knew right away that the problem was with them and not with me. They didn't understand that my songs brought people together, that they gave them the freedom to express themselves. I was just applying the teachings of Jesus. My detractors were hypocrites. It's a really bold statement to say. And I'm not saying Christians can't be nasty, but if you're not around children, you can look up the picture. It's disgusting. And I couldn't name all of Madonna's demonic songs because we would literally be here for hours. Some of, well, Her most popular song of all time, Like a Prayer, is extremely demonic, standing in front of these burning crosses. She starts making out with this saint in the church. It's really weird. And then recently she came out with these two songs, one called Illuminati and one called Devil Pray. She's been in the music industry and in pop culture since the 80s, and she's still out there on stage doing all these demonic things. If you want to see something really demonic, go look up the 2011 Super Bowl halftime show. If you know anything about Saturn and the black cube of Saturn cult and their symbolism, you'll have a heyday with that video. So now I want to talk about Taylor Swift. So a little background for those who have somehow never heard of Taylor Swift, which I don't know how you couldn't have. In 2004, at age 14, Taylor Swift signed a music publishing deal with Sony and became the youngest person to sign in the company's history. Her parents, they were both some sort of financial advisors 
And they lived in Pennsylvania and then moved to Tennessee in order for her to pursue her music career. There's a lot to unpack with Taylor Swift. She's the number one female artist right now. So she just recently had her Eras tour, which she got 11 Grammy Awards for and sold over 200 million records. So this is big. With Taylor Swift and her Eras concert, she traveled around the world and after her concert started popping up, a lot of people started reporting feelings of amnesia. They would go to her concert, take pictures, videos of it, but then the next morning they couldn't remember anything or they can only remember bits and pieces of what actually took place. Now this kind of goes back to us talking about how music is almost putting people in some sort of trance state. And I think there's something more to it too than just the music itself. I think it's the lyrics that she's saying and that ritualistic dances and things that she's doing on stage. First, let's talk about her music video, Willow. Now, it doesn't start out as this blatantly demonic music video. It's her in the woods, kind of trying to be this mystical, cute girl. But by the middle of the music video, Taylor is seen with a witch coven, wearing black hoods and red dresses and dancing around a magical fire on a full moon. She's seen clapping around the fire, which might seem like nothing out of the ordinary, except that clapping is actually an old ritual to awaken the god Pan and to let him know that you're there as you're trying to awake him as to not startle him. And another symbolic thing with this music video is the willow trees. And this also goes along the lines of Pan. Pan is one of these old ancient gods who has been written about for hundreds of years. But in this one book by Kenneth Grammy called The Wind in the Willows from 1908, Pan is depicted as the piper at the gates of dawn. He also talks about how Pan is a powerful but secretive nature god, the protector of animals, and who often casts a spell of forgetfulness to all that he helps. So like I was saying earlier with all the amnesia going on at her concerts, this ritual where you're clapping around a fire trying to awaken Pan, that's literally what he will do to people is give them amnesia. And a second music video, and again, I can't talk about every single one of her music videos because I would be here all night, but in another recent music video for her song called Karma featuring the hit female rapper Ice Spice and as many of you probably know, karma is the Hindu belief that basically what goes around comes around. If you're good to people, goodness will come back to you. But if you're bad to people, badness will come to you. It basically sort of originated in India and not specifically in Hinduism, but all the different religions over there. And then it kind of spread over there. But it is most commonly associated with Eastern religions in India. And with the New Age movement. And then the New Age movement kind of hijacked it into kind of hijacked it into what it is now. So that's the premise of this whole music video. The lyrics alone are very symbolic in this music video. It starts with a record spinning, and from it spinning comes this magic swirl with little butterflies. The butterfly iconography, though, could also in a lot of these music videos that usually has. There are multiple things being used as icons within these music videos, such as butterflies, an almost childlike obsession. The thing with the butterflies is Project Monarch what was a part of MK Ultra, which MK um, Ultra was the mind controlling of people into doing whatever the CIA wanted. Uh, well, MK Ultra was the research into can you 
mind control people yeah can you mind control populace can you use something like mk ultra in conjunction with project mockingbird and use it in the musical industry probably and i think that is most likely what is being done anyways so that's just something just to keep in mind uh, of all of these music videos though with the iconography of why they're putting it's not just a yeah, butterfly to be cute yeah the, it's, yeah it's these are why they use these icons in here and why they always have these general themes. And again, we already right off the bat have this butterfly coming out from the magic. They turned the record player on and now it's illuminating this magic into the air. We got butterflies coming out of it. Then we see Taylor Swift painted in gold in this very Greco-Roman mythological world being depicted as Lady Justina. So she's being depicted basically as Lady Justice, who is a Greek and Roman mythological symbol representing law and order. And the idea behind Lady Justice is that she weighs out the good and bad in a situation without seeing who is being judged and then delivers justice through the sword that she carries. But the, the important thing to keep in mind is that Lady Justice is blindfolded. And if memory serves, she isn't blindfolded in this Mm -mm. music video. Nope. She's not dealing law and order. No, she's without a blindfold. And she basically is standing there, raising and lowering each of her arms, kind of determining. But she's looking right at the viewer. Like you were saying, there's no... It uh, isn't blind justice. There is no justice in it. No. So we see her doing that. And also the world is kind of destroyed a little bit in the background. Like the... Pillars are starting to crack and there's an overgrowth of plants around it, if that means anything to you. And then basically she puts her arm down all the way and the world literally shifts. And now we're in this totally different scene where Taylor Swift is surrounded by all these weird people in all black with these red masks. They're all different masks, but they're all basically these satanic images on their faces and then taylor swift is right in the middle with two huge devil horns and the world is also black and fiery and so maybe the justice she's invoking is hell and then immediately we see her going into the wizard of oz and that's almost like what we were talking about earlier with the elite's obsession with making these celebrities almost childlike like they're so oblivious to what they're even doing they're like a child so I'll fast forward a little bit because, like I said, if I just break down this whole music video, it could be its own <laughs> its own two-hour podcast. Then later on in the music video, we see Ice Spice sitting in a clamshell. This is similar to the Hindu god Ganesha, who is the destroyer of obstacles. What, I, what f- comes to my mind first is the birth of Venus painting the goddess of love, beauty, desire, fertility, prosperity, and victory. She's in this little clamshell with a pearl, holding a pearl. So it's not quite like the birth of Venus, but that's like the symbology associated with sitting in a shell like that. And it's also similar to Cernanos, a horned deity who is said to have superseded Pan, the god of the forest. So that kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier. So after Ice Spice is in this little clamshell, we see Taylor Swift and Ice Spice finally seeing each other. And what's interesting about this scene is that they're in this sunsetty, dreamy scenery in the clouds, walking up. A two-sided pyramid with stairs on each side. And then once they reach the top, it immediately cuts to a scene of an eclipse. And then we go back to them who are both holding two glowing ropes. Taylor lassos the moon while Ice Spice lassos Saturn. They bring them closer together. Basically this conjunction of the moon and it, it to me it looks like the Earth moon conjoining with Saturn. So 
who cares about Taylor Swift doing demonic things in her music video? Why should you care if you don't even listen to her music? But I'm going to add the caveat. You should care even if you do listen to her music and continue to listen to it after this podcast and all of these other artists that we've talked about. This is from an NPR article recently talking about Taylor Swift. And they say, quote, when Taylor Swift speaks, her fans listen. On Tuesday morning, the singer posted a short message on Instagram encouraging her 272 million followers to register to vote. Afterward, the website she directed her fans to, the non-for-profit, non-partisan vote.org, recorded more than 35,000 registrations, according to the organization. As soon as she put out this Instagram post encouraging people to vote, we saw a surge of 35,000 registrations. Well, and 272 million followers, that's almost the entire population of the United States, essentially. Yeah. Her millions of followers on Instagram are not all U.S.-based, obviously, but just to put that into perspective, that's getting close to the amount of the total population of the United States. This is what her actual Instagram post said, quote, I've been so lucky to see so many of you guys at my U.S. shows recently. I've heard you raise your voices and I know how powerful they are, she wrote on her Instagram stories. Make sure you're ready to use them in our elections this year. And then she posted the register link to vote.org. This was the most registration since 2020 and created a jump of over 23% over the last year. The number of 18-year-olds registered was more than double 2022. When these people speak, people listen. They could tell their fans to go outside in the rain, hold a lightning rod until they get struck by lightning, and they would gladly do it. So here's another example of her influence. Recently, there's been rumors of Taylor Swift dating a football player from the Kansas City Chiefs, Travis Kelsey. So she appeared at one game, okay? And after she appeared at his game, the sales of Travis Kelsey jerseys increased by 400%. His podcast ranked first overall on Apple. He gained 383,000 Instagram followers. 24.3 million people watched making it the most watched game that week. 63% of women ages 18 to 49 watched. I'm not saying women don't watch football, but that is a huge surge from a normal viewership of a football game. The Chiefs sold more tickets in that day than compared to the beginning of the season. And right after this, after Kelsey started gaining all this popularity, he conveniently posted a video partnering with Pfizer saying, quote, with my schedule, saving time is key. The CDC says you can get this season's updated COVID-19 shot when you get your flu shot if you're due for both. That's why I got two shots in one stop. Ask your doctor or pharmacist which one would be right for you, end quote. I just thought that was really convenient that after getting all this totally not manufactured viewership, that's the first thing he goes and posts. Now ending, I just wanted to say something that I think is really important. I believe that we're desensitizing our society to evil and witchcraft and even pastors are beginning to excuse it. There was a popular pastor that I was following on Instagram, and I thought she was really funny. She was a really good public speaker. I saw her speak last year at a conference, and then she posted that she went to a Taylor Swift concert to support one of her friends who was a backup dancer. How can a pastor sit in the presence of a Taylor Swift concert? And let me explain this too. During the song Willow, she performs the same witchcraft ritual on stage that she does in her music video. How could a pastor sit there and listen to those two songs mentioned 
pretend like it's okay. Oh, I'm just supporting my friend. Young people are heavily influenced by these people. These music videos will get hundreds of millions of views. They follow them on Instagram, X, TikTok, Snapchat, become absolutely obsessed with them. They wear their merch, anything they get sponsored by, they go buy it. They'll spend thousands of dollars to get tickets to get into these concerts. Their concerts also sell out in troves, and it's not just 18 plus attending. A lot of these attendees are under 18, whether they're accompanied by a parent or not. And I believe that a lot of these people are being primed and brainwashed for a satanic overtaking. Now call me a crazy Christian. Oh, this is just another satanic panic. I can't watch those kind of music videos and see the kind of things that they're doing and just sit idly by. Basically, what can you even do about it? Well, number one, stop listening to their music. When you stop listening to them on YouTube, they get less money. I think you're also protecting your mind and money speaks. Another thing you can do is inform people about it. A lot of people, especially moms, they see Taylor Swift as this as this artist who's okay for their little kids to listen to because she might not explicitly say a lot of cuss words in her music videos. Or they still see, see her as this country girl. Yeah, sorry, but Taylor Swift ain't no country girl like she was in the beginning of her career. She's completely changed. And that's how a lot of these people start out. They don't start out with these blatant demonic things in their music videos. They start out as a normal artist. And I think that's what gets a lot of people hooked. But they just see her and a lot of these other artists as just these fun people to listen to on the radio with their kids. So basically informing the people around you. And don't be a jerk about it and make people feel ashamed for what they're listening to. Because who has that ever worked on? But I think becoming aware of it is the best way to defend yourself against it. I've liked a lot of things and then looked up a music video or looked more into it. Once you know these things, you can't unsee it. I'm just telling you, start looking for this kind of symbology in music videos. You'll start noticing it everywhere. Then start paying attention to the movies you watch, the books you read, the t-shirts being promoted at Walmart for kids to wear. It's everywhere. Lastly, as Christians, I think we need to pray for a great awakening. God is literally the only person that can save us from this depravity. And I think we should also pray for these artists. I'm not trying to bash Taylor Swift as a person. I don't think a lot of them know the total ramifications of their actions. They're just being told by a producer or a manager to do these things. Now, I don't think that excuses them from the behavior, but there is a much darker plot at play here. Now on that, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. Please leave down below in the comments anything else you want us to talk about. It doesn't have to be about the music industry. It could be anything conspiratorial, supernatural. Leave it down below. Let us know what you want to hear. We'll talk to you guys in the next one. I was going to say we'll see you in the next one, but you can't see me. <laughs> but you can't see me. You'll see me in the valley. <laughs> <laughs>